everyone, welcome to the Paw Awareness Podcast, and thanks for joining me. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube, and also check us out at pawawareness.org and on Instagram at pawawareness underscore official. On Instagram, we are doing submissions for Pet of the Week, where you can submit your foster pet and we'll pick one winner every month and we'll give $200 to their choice of charity or foster. Thanks for watching and I hope you enjoy this episode. Hey everyone, welcome to today's episode of the Paw Awareness Podcast. Today I have special guest, Tori Mystic of Wear, Wag, Repeat. And you have so much going on. Uh, I, I just wanna go ahead and let you introduce yourself and what it is that you do. Thanks so much for having me on this show. I think um, it's such a such a great topic to talk about adoption and fostering and all that kind of stuff. Um, so like you said, my name's Tori. I live in Pittsburgh with my two chocolate labs, Bert and Lucy. And um, as for work, I guess, I am a dog blogger. And uh, I have a blog where I document all the things that we do together. Uh, and I also document that a lot on Instagram. And as I've grown my Instagram account and my blog bigger and bigger, people are always asking me, how did you do that? Um, so I started offering online courses um, about how to grow your Instagram, your Pinterest, your blog, um, all that kind of stuff. And I also have a podcast where I interview women in the pet industry. That's really cool. And where, you know, I, I know that people ask you all the time how you do that. But before you started this, where were you at? What were you doing? And kind of what was your mindset like? Yeah. So when I interview, I've interviewed over 160 women on my podcast. And so many of them, when I ask them their stories, they're like, when I was a kid, we were part of the local dog club and we all, my mom was a groomer and the, you know, they always were like introduced so early and I'm always so jealous of them because I didn't really find my spot in the pet world until recently. Um, I just went full time with Wagger Pete two years ago. Um, and then I actually started my blog as a hobby eight years ago. So when I, when I first started my blog, it was just kind of a place, a creative outlet outlet um, to post DIYs. And then I posted dog photos. And when I started posting the dog photos is when I met all these really cool dog bloggers and pet bloggers. And that's kind of what launched me in the direction of doing what I'm doing now. That's so cool. And I feel like there are so many facets to probably what you do. Like there's the blogging, and then there's the, you know, the podcast and, and then there's the merch and then the courses, but like, what's one of your favorite things about what it is that you do? So I'm glad that you're asking me that right now, because one of my favorite things is a new thing that I just started doing. Um, as if I didn't have enough things on my plate, I started a membership program <laughs> in January. Um, that seems to be the hot thing. Everyone's doing membership programs. Um, but my community was kind of asking me to do this. And so, um, so I launched it and it's really a community for um, women entrepreneurs in the pet space. So we've got trainers and groomers, um, but also makers and bakers and bloggers and all kinds of like really diverse people. But what we have in common is we love pets, mostly dogs. Um, and we're also, you know, starting our own businesses or growing our own businesses. Um, and so that group has just become really awesome. I, I thought that I would get maybe 40 people to sign up for it. I was like, 
stretching to get to 40. And then I ended up having 70 people sign up for it when I launched it. So that obviously that was like super exciting. Um, and, and people really responded well to it. And it's just, it's so fun. I get to teach them a new topic every month. And it's just, I love teaching people and helping them figure out how to do what I already know how to do. That's amazing. I too can relate to that. I teach, um, an Amazon selling course and that's what I do. And so it's super rewarding. It's a really, um, so I'm really interested in kind of your perspective on that. And that's good to hear. And now you mentioned you have a dog and he, I, before you mentioned that he is special needs and do you just have one dog or, and, and also you have two dogs and is, is it just one that special needs or, oh, well, <laughs> I have one that's, that's actually special needs. The other one, she's very special and she's very needy, <laughs> but uh, she's not really special needs. <laughs> just loves attention. <laughs> I've had a few people on my podcast rescues and groups that specialize on dogs with that. And I know that you mentioned, and you, you have a blog with tons of resources. You mentioned how you kind of dial down the cost of birds um, so yeah, uh, can you tell, tell us about that? I rescued Bert, uh, about two and a half years ago. He's also a chocolate lab. And, um, prior to rescuing him, I had always had two dogs. Like I almost always, since I started getting dogs, um, when I was 16, I've almost always had two dogs. And, um, so I, it was just me and, and Lucy for a few years after my other one had passed away. And so Bert kind of popped up on Pet Finder and, you know, like a lot of dogs who pop up on Pet Finder, he had one blurry photo and like almost nothing in his bio just said special needs and, um, no kids. And I was like, well, like I wanted more information. I was just intrigued. And so I called them and I found out that he had been at the shelter for over a year and that his special needs was that he's epileptic and he was on medication for that. And, um, the reason why they listed him as no kids was just simply because he's big, he's like 90 pounds. And they were just like, he could knock a kid over. And I was like, well, I wouldn't really say that that like, you know, you think like aggressive, you know? And so, you know, so he was, he was just, you know, his, his profile, his like online dating profile, didn't really set him up to like, be really successful, <laughs> but that's okay because he sat a lot, sat around long enough for me to come around and get him, which was really lucky for both of us. Um, so when I first got him, they handed me off to him when the paperwork was signed and they were like, here's his pills. And it was like three jars of pills. And I was like, wait, what? Like I knew he was on medication, but I didn't realize how much. So for the first two years that I had him, he was taking 11 pills a day of these two different anti-seizure meds. Um, and then with the help of our vet, we were able to get it down. Now he just takes three pills a day. Um, but while he was taking the 11 pills, I figured out a lot of hacks to get the cost down because, you know, we don't have pet insurance. A lot of um, pet insurance companies don't cover neurological conditions, which is what epilepsy is, which I found out. And so if I were to just walk in off the street into like a vet's office or a pharmacy and fill his scripts, it would have cost $600 a month. Um, so I discovered a wonderful tool called GoodRx. 
which um, is really mainly used for people's meds. And it's an app and a website. Anyone can use it for free. And you can go on there and get coupons for any of your medications for yourself or or a lot of pet meds. Um, And since seizure meds are pretty much the same for dogs and people, there's a few, I think, that are just for dogs. Um, But the ones that he takes are, um, he takes phenobarbital. And so I was able to save, I, I now I pay like, 30 or $60 a month. I can't remember since we just like adjusted the dosage, but, um, we've obviously gotten it down quite a bit. And do you think that's something that everyone has the potential to do? And how do you go about doing that? Do you just have a sit down, uh, you know, heart to heart with your vet and, and go that route and just, is that what you recommend then? I think that when you're in the vet's office, it can be so intimidating and, Um, sometimes it's so much information, it's hard to think of what to ask in the moment. Um, so, you know, I I recommend if you're, if your vet is prescribing something new, um, or if you're like, want to readdress meds that your dog has been on for a long term, um, go in with some notes, um, and ask them if you can call later to follow up when you have a chance to do some research, because you can go on this website, goodrx.com, and you can actually comparison shop. It'll show you the price of that drug at all the different pharmacies in your area. And if it's a pet only drug, they'll usually show you an online pet pharmacy of how much it would cost. Um, And then you can also, uh, I did a whole blog post about this and I got a lot of comments and a vet commented um, that you can actually ask your vet if they can match the prices too. Um, So that was a really good tip. I think it's just important to ask because your vet wants to give your dog the best care, but if you can't afford it, it's not going to be very sustainable because you're going to, you're going to get to a point where you just can't keep paying that anymore. Um, so it's in everyone's best interest to get the best deal. Do you think it's something too? And, um, I'm just thinking out loud here. If, you know, let's say I'm thinking about adopting a special needs dog or cat for that matter. Do you think this is something that you could do before you make that decision where it's like, hey, I don't know if I can afford this. Let me just talk with my vet and see if we can dial this down. Yeah, this is such a good thing for someone. If you're getting your first dog, whether you're rescuing or wherever you're getting your first dog from, it's really, really good idea to shop around for prices a little bit before you do that. Um, Because, you know, you might you might adopt a dog. Bert cost me one hundred and ten dollars, but then his meds, you know, and and since he's on all these meds, he has to have blood work done twice a year, which costs like two hundred dollars a time. Um, So it's a really good idea to kind of look at all of the costs that are involved. Um, And if you're if you're adopting from a shelter, they should be able to tell you what meds the dog is on um, or what procedures they think they might need. Sometimes a dog needs like hip surgery or leg surgery or something like that. They should be able to tell you and um, and you could kind of look up the costs in advance. That's really cool. Okay. That makes, that makes sense. Good to know. And I will keep that in mind for myself. And um, something I definitely wanted to ask you was, was that, you know, I feel like you are, when you're teaching, you're kind of like this focal point and you get so many different uh, questions and opinions bounced off of you. And so you probably see so many perspectives and different types of people. What are some issues or obstacles that you see that people come to you and they're like, hey, I need help or I want to do this? 
what are some common things that you help people overcome um, with whatever that may be? Well, I think a lot of people are just overwhelmed by all the things, you know, because everyone's like, oh, I'm on Instagram. And then, oh, now I need to start a TikTok. And like, should I start my own podcast? And like, oh my God, then like Tori's telling me I have to send email newsletters out. Like it's too much. Um, So one of the things I really like to tell people and teach them is how to, um, you know, repurpose content, how to, um, make the most of your time, you know, just a lot of even pet parents, I think get overwhelmed by keeping up with their dog's Instagram account. Cause a lot of people just have Instagram accounts for their dog for fun. Um, And I have a lot of friends like that, that they just, they just have it for fun. And, And when I hike with them, with our dogs, they're, they're always, telling me how they feel bad that they don't post enough on their dog's Instagram account. And, you know, it's just, I think the Instagram and all of this other stuff, it should just be for fun. Um, you know, if you're using it for your business, it should still be fun and enjoyable because that's the whole point of working in the pet industry is we're supposed to enjoy it and it's fun and you get to be around dogs. So if it's stressful and you feel overwhelmed, um, you just kind of have to to break it down and find a way to, um, to make it manageable. And maybe you don't have to be on everything. Maybe if Instagram makes you miserable, don't be on Instagram. Um, and, and, and try to get back to what really made you want to do this in the first place, which is probably your dog. So, um, I try to, when I get overwhelmed and stressed out and burnt out, I try to go for hikes in the woods with my dogs as much as I can. Um, so like I told you it's raining and horrible here in Pittsburgh today, but we were out hiking in the rain this morning, which I actually love because there's nobody else in the park when it's raining. That's really cool. And I, that's something I can even relate to, like from my own personal brand, maybe not so much paw awareness, but you're just like, oh, I didn't post enough or like, and then you start getting hard on yourself. And then, you know, it's just kind of this like spiral that if you don't stop and it just, it's not a good, it's not a good feeling. So I think that's such great advice that you're, that you're telling people that I wish someone would have told me that a while ago. So well, because um, you log on and you see everyone else's posts and, and you immediately feel like behind the ball. Um, but, you know, with the algorithm, you might you're not seeing it in real time. Like that person might have posted that three days ago. They might also feel behind. <laughs> so you don't know. Yeah. I mean, and something I want to ask you is, is you, you know, you have so much going on. You have two dogs. And what is one thing? Yeah, this is a kind of a big question, but like, what's one, call it maybe like an efficiency hack, or I don't know, like, what's one thing that you do really well that kind of helps you streamline all of that um, business, like life, like, is it, you know, time management, like, what's one thing that you can maybe pass on to some listeners out there? I feel like we all need that. Um, well, I wish I knew the answer. Um, if I knew the answer, I would be like, you know, I don't know way more successful than I am, but okay. Like, so let's talk first about like dogs and then maybe work. So like with the dogs, like, you know, I'm, I'm big into like batching stuff with work, but I try to batch stuff with the dogs too. So, um, you know, buying like six Kongs or Westpaw topples are like our new favorite toy and stuffing them all at one time and putting them in the freezer so that they're like ready to go. That's a huge lifesaver for me, um, and stuffing them with like nutritious stuff. Um, 
that I can give it to the dogs at like three or 4 PM when they start to get a little bit antsy, but I'm, it's funny because they get antsy at the same time that I like get into my workflow, (laughs) of course. So like the second I start like really getting into it and writing something, they want to nudge me. So I'll usually give them some kind of stuffed enrichment toy around that time. Um, and yeah, I think that, you know, the past year has been like really challenging to stay focused because every day there's like some new crisis. Um, so, so I think it's important to just like allow yourself to have time to process the different crisis of the day. Um, and, and like you said, like, you know, not feeling like you're behind on something, like it's okay if you take the morning off because you need to go walk your dog because you just can't focus because there's like too much going on in your head and the world and everything. Um, so yeah, so, so I think that, you know, to try and have like a nice answer for this question, (laughs) it's about like not, not burning yourself out. Um, I see so many people who are like, I have to do this thing. I have to do that thing. And then eventually like they're going to hit a wall and you're not gonna be able to do anything. Um, so, um, so I'm really lucky. I get to create my own schedule. Um, and I work from home and I have for a, for a long time, way before pandemic. Um, so, so if I want to go walk the dogs in the morning or at lunchtime, or just take the whole day off and go on a day trip somewhere, I can do that. So that kind of, that keeps me motivated and, and keeps my energy levels up. Gotcha. I think that's great. I great. I have nothing to even add to that. That's great advice. Um, yeah. And I guess to kind of, you know, kind of summarize here and ask for anyone out there thinking about starting that brand for like a brand around their pet, you know, I guess it's kind of a two part question is, is what advice maybe would you give yourself if you were to go, you know, talk with yourself when you first started or maybe to someone who's really wanting to plunge into that and embark on that journey? for their pet, their foster, even their rescue, what would you say to them? Yeah. So I think that no matter what you're doing, if it's a personal blog or a brand or an invention or a rescue or foster, whatever it is, you're going to have some kind of web presence. Right. Um, and so a couple of years ago I'd had my, I started my blog eight years ago, but just as a hobby. And so I, I didn't know anything about SEO. I was just blogging just for fun, you know? Um, so it wasn't until years into it that I started to learn about SEO and I worked with, uh, an SEO like coach and she asked me, she's like, well, what do people, what do you want people to Google? to find you. And I was like a deer in the headlights. I was like, I don't don't know, like dogs, dog blog. I I mean, I don't know. Um, and so that, that kind of was like a light bulb moment for me where I was like, Oh, I need to like, I need to get clear on who the heck I am and what I'm doing so that I can optimize my website so that the people who I can help can actually find it. Um, and I think that's something that so many people miss out on, um, because I did for years. So, um, it's not like a super fun answer, but SEO I think is really important. (laughs) No, I think, yeah. What people, why people need to find you, you know, like that's, it's so important for anyone listening that doesn't know what SEO is just search engine optimization. So yeah, it's basically what someone would type into Google. Yeah. It's like, how do you find things on Google? Like that's, or online. And that's, that's so awesome that 
on Amazon. Yeah, anywhere. Like it's it's literally the lifeblood of just I feel like an online presence. So that's great. Um, yeah. So I guess to ask, how can people find you? Where are you? Where I guess where are you not at? Where are you at? I know you've got so many. I saw you on LinkedIn, Instagram, ever you're everywhere. So yeah. I'm making silly TikTok videos too. Um, <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. So you can find me almost everywhere. Um, my username on almost everything is T Mystic for Tori Mystic. Um, or I may have also claimed at where wag repeat. Um, so I have my blog wherewagrepeat.com um, that's really for pet parents. And there's tons of stuff on there about my life with my dogs, um, rescuing Bert, how to save money on food and meds and all this kind of stuff. Um, and also like dog friendly trips and adventures that we go on. And then I also have a small online store with some gifts for mainly dog moms. Um, that's kind of my, my niche market there. Um, and so then the shop and the blog are really for pet parents and dog moms. And then the podcast and my online courses and my new membership community, that's all for petpreneurs. So if you're interested in, um, in growing your business or your rescue or anything like that, definitely come check out my podcast because there's hours and hours and hours of free advice and resources on there. That's great. And wherever you're listening at, it'll be in the description below all of her social media. Check it out. I know I'm going to check out more after this podcast. Uh, Tori, thank you so much for coming on. It was great having you. I feel like I learned a lot and I'm sure our guests did too. So, Thank you so much for having me. It was really fun.